Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. Lisa. Oh, hi. This is Adam, and uh, welcome to Designated Parent, a podcast where we look at children's programming through the eyes of adult beverages. Yes. Cheers. Our beverages have eyes. So. Cheers and welcome. No, thank you. Welcome. So, um, tonight's beverage for me is uh, four peel gin straight. Right now, it's just gin. Uh, Previously, it was like a gin fizz Mm -hmm. with lemon and grenadine. Yeah, so we were fancy a little earlier, but now um, I'm drinking something without ice in it because that's kind of our rule for podcasting. Right, for podcasting, it's really hard to drink uh, drinks with ice. Podcast tip for you. So we try for the podcast. I would podcast. say pro tip, but I don't know that we're pros yet. <laughs> yeah, I would say we are not pros. You have to actually make some money. Are Although we, we're approaching $5. We, yeah, we maybe made $5. Uh, four ninety one last I checked. Yeah, so. which is crazy. But Thank anyway. you, internet friends, for listening to our podcast. Yes. So Indeed. it's fun. But, but I'm enjoying it. I'm making myself laugh. I'm making Lisa laugh. Yeah, we have a good time. Maybe some it. of the rest of you are laughing at us or with us. I don't care. Right. So, so anyway, welcome. But, We're glad you're here. Yes. So welcome. Um, How I, was your week? Oh, look at you asking. That's cool. Um, my week has been pretty good. We were just here Wednesday, so there hasn't been a lot of, a lot mm-hmm. of time. Um I have no memory of Thursday. Uh, I went out with some friends. Yeah, <laughs> I had a that was about night. it. Yeah, um, and I I played. Oh, that was when I played. I was playing Spider Man. I freaked myself out. Yeah. Because there was the so I was playing Spider Man on, on the computer. No, on PlayStation. But oh, PlayStation. Good enough. Um, and I'm I'm like exploring this lab, and all of a sudden there's a spider crawling across the screen. I was like, oh crap, there's a spider, and then I was like. What game am I playing? Of course there's a spider. It's it's a really cool effect that I'm like in this kind of dingy, dusty area and they put a spider across the screen to kind of mess with you. That's really freaking clever. Until the spider got to the edge of the TV and jumped off onto the entertainment center and started walking at me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually a real spider. And so like, then I, you know, just grabbed a skit sandal and smacked it. Was it was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> it was. I was like, holy cow. Like, I... I Broke, unbroke, rebroke the fourth wall. Like, it was really good. So, Sony Devs, if you had set that up so that that happened, kudos. That is amazing that you have trained spiders to go to houses. <laughs> and just crawl out in Just crawl out scene. in this one scene. That's phenomenal. I, I want to know how you do that. But anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm sure DARPA would be interested too. Yeah. Con- mind control spiders. There you go. Mm-hmm. Next. Yes, thing. Yeah. Uh, then there's Friday. Um, Friday was the kids' last day of camp. Right. So you like went out there. I and had, saw them. So we had a half day. I had a half day, yep. and the kids had a half day. So I picked them up and brought them home. And well, you got to see a nobody, skydiving cow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were skydivers, and one had an American flag, and one was dressed up like the Chick Fil A cow. I was like, if one of them had a machine gun, that would have been the most America thing ever. <laughs> it was very America, but it was it was good. Like it, skydivers are cool. <laughs> yeah, you have to admit, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I'm not jumping out of any planes anytime soon. Never, never. But then we kind of like had a catch up and laundry and. I'm trying to remember what we did Friday. We must have done something. We really did, but I don't remember. I don't think we did. I think we just kind of played it close to home. I came home mm-hmm. at a decent hour, and we just. Hung out and then went to bed at a decent hour because our kids are like exhausted. Yeah, on Friday I ran a bunch of errands like you, we went yeah. to the library and the post office. And, All those exciting adult yeah. things that yeah, you can't do like because you were home early, so you could do it mm-hmm. during business hours and not have to right. stack it up on Saturday. Right. So, so I did all that on Friday. And then Saturday we woke up. We went out Cub Scout shopping. Right, we went to the Cub Scout store or whatever. Which our Scout store is closed on Saturdays, which I didn't know. Until we got there. Google says it's open. Right, Google's full of lies. So, you know, I don't know how to 
verify that. I mean, like, schlepped our kids, like, all the way out. <laughs> it's, like, 30 minutes away. And they were like, what? It's closed. So, and then we schlepped them over to the other one that was open, but then they didn't have the... It's not our council. It's a different council. So they didn't have our council's tags, and it was this whole big thing. But they had, like, tags from, like, the next council over, but apparently they our council... They had tags from, like, Florida. Yeah. Like... But, like, apparently our council's, like, this some sort of bootleg council that, like... <laughs> We're a bunch of, like, Boy Scout cowboys, and we're like, what do we want? Yeah, or we just don't file the necessary paperwork to do what we're supposed to. I don't know. Somewhere in the middle of that. It's because they don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. If it, it, you know, there's a point where libertarianism and laziness just kind of overlap, and I'm not sure which side of that we land on. I don't know. Because I'm not in charge of this thing. So nope, nope. We, and I don't want to be. So it's no, fine. Whatever but, is happening is fine. I did, but me and you did get our class A, like super, like it's the it's the Cub Scout uniform right. you're thinking of when you think of a dead leader. That like tan button up, very unflattering shirt with a lot of pockets. They do have ladies cuts now, they which do. is like first off, women have been Cub Scout leaders since the For 60s. the dawn of time. <laughs> How are we just now getting like Cub Scout? cut like girl cut cub scout shirts that seems ridiculous but anyway so they're out and Mm -hmm. so you got one of those and i got a dude cut which is fine because i am a dude and cut like a dude right so yeah we got we got our cub scout uniforms and i got all the patches we will pay someone to sew them on i will pay someone to sew them on because i could sew them on i sewed all of malachi's on but whoo boy that was so much work yeah so it's like two dollars a patch and there's like seven or eight patches so you're like paying twelve dollars or so mm-hmm. twelve to sixteen dollars per uniform yeah to have someone else on the one. freaking worth it like well especially probably not for uh grown-ups but like for the little kids like their tiny little sleeves are small and you have this patch that goes like along the shoulder seam yeah it is really hard to sew well and the other part of this is i am not an expert in cub scouting and mm-hmm. neither are you. And right. so, like, looking up where this goes... I have to Google everything. Like, it's really involved and annoying. But, like, when you just hand it over to the person that does 30 of these a week... Right. Like, she's just like, up. yeah, I got this. And, like, last time we did it for for our daughter's uh, uniform, when we got mm-hmm. her set up, it, it literally took them, like, 10 minutes. Right. She was there like, on that day. Choo, I bought choo. the stuff. They're like, hey, we can sew this for you real quick. Our sewer's here if you just want to wait. I was like, yeah, sure. That's great. I don't have to come back. And so we stalled for 10 minutes and looked at like pocket knives or something that none of our kids are allowed to have. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then it was like done. And we're like, great, cool. Perfect. Well, like that was worth every dollar that I paid for that. So we will probably do that again. But We probably will. And then, and then um, birthday party. Yeah, there was a birthday party for my niece. Yep, my sister's kid. I got uh, her a unicorn uh, Mm -hmm. because her mom was like, get her anything unicorn. And I was like, cool. So I found a unicorn that when you squeeze it behind its ear, it like turns into this like, yeah, monster with like sharp teeth and like very angry eyebrows. Feisty pets or something like that. And I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, that is my niece to... and she was delighted with it. Was, and it was, as were, like, many of the other children. Like, it was the present of the day. Like, yeah, it was, was one of those things. Uh, by the way, as we were leaving, one of the other kids that was there, not one of my kin, mm-hmm. like one of the friends like the that friends? was invited, had taken that and made it bite a cupcake. So there was, like, frosting all over its nose. And my youngest niece was, or her youngest daughter Mm-hmm. was freaking the heck out and so i was like yeah go tell your mom and well she's sitting next to so-and-so's mom i'm like that's fine you mm-hmm. can like this is not my circus not my monkeys i'm getting my kid in the car i'll see you later Bye. but your mom should know about this because like it shouldn't have frosting all shoved in its mouth mm-hmm. so anyway so <laughs> i missed that that was the whole drama yeah well yeah i was after you left because you were babysitting right for a friend. Go, i went to go babysit for a friend so that was good. And i was up way too late watching episodes of queer eye on my phone yeah whereas i was like home and asleep when you got in mm-hmm. which is but it was it was fun it was i did like... what did I, I i did watch something oh i i started watching biodome again yeah i don't i don't know that you really have the right to make fun of children's programming if 
You watched Pyrodome like it's, yesterday. No. No, no, no. Well, I finished <laughs> it today, but like that, that movie's a crown jewel of American cinema. Right? Like, it is. It is not. It, it is truly. It truly it is, is not. It is Polly Shore's best work. And that is saying something. It's probably the but... third. It's, it's the second best movie I can think of with Stephen Baldwin in it. Uh, what's the first best movie with Stephen Baldwin? Usual Suspects. Maybe. I mean, like, that's that's an awesome movie. It's like, a fine movie. With or without Stephen Baldwin. But yeah, like, like I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, he happens to be in it. And he does okay. And, yeah, I guess so. I, I want to live I in a universe know. where his character from Usual Suspects is his suspect. the Usual Suspects to be very boring. Oh, it's a great movie. Very, very boring. Uh, great movie. The last 20 minutes are great. Yeah. Well, it's one of those movies, like, I watched it, and I was, like, I was kind of in it, and, like, watching it and enjoying it, and then I got to the twist at the end, which, spoiler, there's a big twist there's at the end. There's a big twist at the end. You've had 20 years. Like, don't don't at me. Yeah. Um, More than 20 years. <laughs> and immediately my first thought was, oh, my gosh, I have to go back and watch that again. Mm. And when I did, like, I yeah. watched it, like, two days later. Because I just didn't have time right then. And so, like, two days later, I went back and watched it again. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a totally different movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the third time I watched it, it was like, this is not as great. Like, yeah. like the first watch is good. The second watch is amazing. The third watch is like, now you're starting to kind of, like, pick out the holes in the mm-hmm. plot. Because, like, the holes yeah. in the plot the first time were, like, kind of threads in this mystery you were unraveling. The mm-hmm. holes in the plot the second time are, like... Where you can, like, that's the tells that this is, mm-hmm. you know, the made-up story that's being told. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the third time you're just like, eh, I, I feel like maybe that was just a cover for the fact that they had holes in the plot. Like, right, right. It's like, oh, we can cover all of our, like, yeah. Just hand wave over the whole hand thing. Wave. Just do us making up, like. Yeah, but anyway, but yeah, I, I did watch Biodome and I finished it today while folding laundry, so, you know. And it still holds up? Oh, it 100% holds up. It, that's Real interesting to me. <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. I'm glad you like it. One of Kni- Kylie Minogue's best movies. I was the second not one I... here when you watched it. It's the second best movie I could think of Kylie Minogue being in. I mean, she was in um, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah, she was the Green Fairy. Yeah. So, I mean, she had fewer lines in that movie, but I would say it was probably a better film. Probably. So... But that was that. Uh, and so, but that brings us today. Church this morning. We were actually all in church this morning at yeah. our church, which hasn't yeah. happened for like a month and a half. It's been a while. It's so, just been a, a hot good. minute. It's been good. And then we came home. Malachi had a birthday party? Mm-hmm. At a friend's house, just down the road? It was just down the road. It's in the neighborhood. So, like, I biked him there to make sure he ended up at the right house on the right street. Because truly, even though he has been to this house many times, he would end up at someone else's house. <laughs> well, he's just, like, like he's just now at the point where he has individual agency, where some someone isn't always just taking him places. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, yeah. like, he's, he's starting to be able to go to places himself. And so... Connecting the dots. We're, we're starting to build out the circle, and we're like, all right, so here's so-and-so's house. You know where that is now, right? Yep. And you can knock on their door and know whose door that is. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So this was, like, a new kind of, like, Malachi. You're, you're going to go out there, and you're going to knock on this door. This is the house you're going to. Have fun. And so... And it was cool. And, you know, the dad's like, I'm trying to get my kid to like venture out into the neighborhood so i was like well put my house as one of the stops like ping me if he wants to come over and mm-hmm. i'll tell you if that's cool and he can come up and you know just kind of this you know give kids boundaries but also let them kind of own the world inside those boundaries and so but everybody thought malachi was really cool because he wasn't getting picked up mm-hmm. like that's kind of a thing that you know as 10 year olds that's new right like that's, he was like, what? There was like, wait, what? You got to go home all by yourself? Yeah, man. You know, it's not a big thing. It was a totally big thing. Like, he was super <laughs> excited. But you got to play but it off. Yeah, he made it He made it real chill. He made it real chill. Like, this is just the thing that happens because I'm just that responsible and cool of a guy. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I was kind of there for it. It's, it's fun to watch them kind of mm-hmm. do those things. But also, like... His dad texted me before he left and like I knew he was on his way and I was like, okay, if he's not here in like 20 minutes. Yeah, I'll 
reverse back. Yeah, I'll I'll take a walk and see if I see him. But you know, he was home pretty quick, so it was fine. Yep. And then we watched. And we watched tonight's selection. Yes, we watch a lot of movies today because Uh, it's this weekend. My kids have watched a lot of movies since camp, since like Friday. Right. My kids have watched um, Hercules. Mm-hmm. They've watched White. I came out on Saturday morning. They were watching White Fang, and by watching White Fang, I mean White Fang was on, and, and, all, all, and, all, and all of them were. I think I've seen White like, Fang. It's not. It's still boring. Like okay. remember, remember how White Fang was boring when you were a little kid? No, I just literally said I haven't seen White Fang. No, like never. Like you've read the book or like I've read the book. seen the first movie. But I read the book like in high school, so it was like this existential like Right. You know, treaties on Ugh. nature versus It's just like a boy and his dog. Yeah. Like so but like as an adult it's kind of a cool book, but I think as, yeah, it's as still, a kid it's apparently it's still boring because we it have was vastly different taste in books. Oh, so that's yeah, I, just any bit... any book which is just about a boy and his dog, I'm like mm. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, one of my favorite books is Red Badge of Courage. And oh, literally, good... I've tried to read it probably three times. And every time I could not get past, like, the second or third chapter. And I was like, ugh, I don't care about any of these people. This is so boring. Such I don't care. Book. It's Such stupid. <laughs> anyway, but um, also all of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I read one of them. One and Most a half. Oh, that's right. You quit halfway through Two Towers. Yeah, I quit halfway through Two Towers. Because, like, you couldn't just, like, stare at Orlando Bloom and see It was so out, boring. So. It was so boring. Or Legolas. It was like, or oh, let, let, me, let me talk about just, like, the history of this sword for two chapters. I was like, I don't... This, is this is this part of the, an important part of the plot? It's not. Turns out it's not. Like the jewels, the jewels in the sword did not shoot out and kill the enemy. That like wasn't, you know. They could have. Right. That would have been great. Been and fantastic. then that, then that would have been like effective, important world building. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if there's anything Tolkien suffers from, it's not a lack of world building. It is. Right. I mean, so I've read the Cimmerillion, which is That's like too much. It's, it's like the book of Leviticus it's for the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, it's real in there. Yeah, so it's um, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, I'm a nerd though. So, but anyway, so so anyway, they watched White Fang, and by watched White Fang, I mean like it was on. Yeah. <laughs> no one watched it. Uh, um, they watched. Um, there was. Let's see, what else did they watch? They watched Daddy Daycare. Yeah, they watched Lilo and Stitch. They watched Lilo and Stitch. And then tonight's... They pitch, watched Super Buddies. Super Buddies again. Um, yeah. Like, most of the movies I think we've covered. I think there are a couple we need to take care of. I mean, but... I don't know that we'll ever get to Daddy Daycare, but we'll see. <sighs> it's such a... Wow. It's 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 a trip. We might put a pin in it. Yeah, it's on my list. But... Um, but tonight was Despicable Me 3. Yes, tonight we covered the illustrious Despicable Me 3. So, if you're unfamiliar with the Despicable Me yeah, universe, we we're going to do like a really quick recap because it's kind of important. So the movie starts with uh, Dis- Despicable Me, who is Gru. Mm-hmm. His uh, name is just Gru. Just Gru. G-R-U. G-R-U. He is voiced by Steve Carell, who, can we just take an aside, is aging like a fine wine. Uh, like, truth. Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> whatever you're doing is great. Keep doing that and thing. You should keep doing that thing. You're, wow. Truly. So much more attractive now. That he's in his 50s than he was when he was in his well, 30s. I also feel like in his 30s. I don't he understand. Was, well, he was like Michael Scott in his 30s, which was just like. Right. He was he was supposed to be that manager that's just like. Oh my God, I hate he that would guy. He so much better if he did like two more things, but I can't <laughs> quite figure out what those two things are. And then he stopped being Michael Scott and he's like, I'll tell you what those two things are. And you're like, those were the two things. That was exactly it. You needed a beard and you need to let the gray speckles come through. Mm-hmm. And. And maybe tighten some things up a little bit. And yeah, like he, but yeah, he looks great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm... <laughs> good job. Good job. I mean, I'm a couple <laughs> gins in, so I can say things like this. Because I mean, you, we, you could always say things I can always, like this. I, I can appreciate you can it. Always, you can always say that people are looking great. He's looking great. Anyway, so he's he's doing that. and um, Yes, voiced by Steve Carell. So the very first movie, yes. Gru is a supervillain. Yep. He's doing things like stealing the moon. Yeah. Or uh, the Statue of Liberty. The small one from Vegas. And the Eiffel Tower. Also the small one from Vegas. And he has all these minions who are these little, like, 
baby banana shaped creatures. Which, if you haven't seen one of these shared by like a weird middle aged woman, so on many Facebook, memes, so many memes shared by a middle aged woman. Like, yeah. I don't understand why that's the thing. Yeah, but like but they're it's... out there. Lots of them. Lots of them. It's weird. And so, but anyway, so they're his little assistants. And the and the main plot of the movie is he adopts these girls uh, as part of an evil scheme to yeah. steal something. He needs to steal this, like, shrink ray and that another villain has. Right, and he's, he adopts the girls because the girls are selling cookies and the... And the villain bought some cookies, so like he needs these girls to deliver the cookies. Yeah. So that's his whole plan. Cookie robots is Co- figuring this one point. Right. But then he actually like kind of falls like right as like I won't say in love, but like you know he he becomes he warms up to the girls and he like be- it like is enjoying being a father and he's like maybe I should just like leave all this super villainy behind and just be a dad. Meanwhile, like his like research scientist guy that he's got in the uh-huh. lab who's Dr. Nefario, who's Russell Brand. Who's Russell Brand. Yet again, another children's movie in which Russell Brand is in. But it's not his face that's in it. Like, it's his it's his voice. Like, he could make these calls from jail. Yeah, like, it's like, fine. Legitimately, it's not really Russell Brand's face I have a problem with. It's a lot of the things he says <laughs> that I don't want my children exposed to. So... It's the words coming out of his face. <laughs> like, I don't you know, just... Uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, so Russell Brand's in this, but he convinces him that he's got to. He convinces Gru that he's got to get rid of the kids, and he's got to do this mission. He's got to stay on brand. He's got to mm-hmm. be a villain. So he gives the kids back. Yeah, and then and they're heartbroken, of course. And he's heartbroken. And he realizes he's heartbroken, so he's like, "I should just get the girls back." And so he goes to get the girls sue. back, and the other villain had like captured them. And so the hijinks ensue. And he was like, pursuits. "If you want." And he was, like, in the middle of stealing the moon. And, yeah. Um, and the one villain was like, well, if you want to ever see these girls again, you need to, like, trade me the moon for these for these girls. And he was like, whatever, I don't care. He's, he's like, I did it. So, also, point of order, his his philosophy is, like, he wants to steal the moon. He doesn't need to have the moon. He wants to be the guy that stole it. Right. So, yeah, he'll give it to I mean, his, his plan is to ransom it for money. Like, but, that's all the evil, like, he goes to the evil bank, he gets an evil loan. Yeah, and it's like if the I... evil bank of evil, and then the, I don't know, it says formerly Lehman Brothers. And I'm like, that is the best little joke. There are lots of pretty pretty but, decent jokes in this movie. Um, yeah, yeah, and it was a decent movie. It right. was, it was so a good movie. So at the end of the first movie, he's a dad, and yeah, he has these, these three, three kids, kids, and he's gonna give up the life of evil and figure something else out to do. Yeah, so fantastic, right? Great. You know, owed up in a tight little package. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we decide we need Despicable Me 2. We need more movies. Because that one made actually a surprising amount of money. Also, so. it was the first... No, maybe this... Yeah, okay. Sorry. Not this one, but the next one. Yeah. Despicable Me 2 is the first time Pharrell's Happy is ever put out into the world. No, no, it wasn't the first one. Was it in the first... It was the first one. It, it was, was like the in the one? opening credits of... Mm-hmm. Of that, no, no, but no, it was the it was in the first one, but it was mm-hmm. it, it was later. But yeah, it, it gave us Pharrell, 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 that guy with a hat. Yeah, Pharrell. Um, his happy that was the first. So thank you. So yeah, they're like that they were else. officially whatever part of the soundtrack before they were anything else. So um, then Despicable Two, Despicable Me Two, man, I'm good. Yeah, so Despicable Me 2, he is recruited by the, like, uh, national villain, like... Anti-villain Anti-villain league. league. AVL. Yes, he's recruited to be a spy at the AVL, and he meets Lucy, who's voiced by Kristen Wiig. Yeah, and, and she's they, fantastic. Oh, yeah, she's great. And they, like, go out and spy together, and they fall in love, and they get married. Like, that's pretty much the gist of... Like... Of the second movie. Like, he's working in a mall populated by other villains? Right, and he's, like, watching all the other... whole huge plot development with that. Yeah. But it's really forgettable, other than the fact that, like, he and Kristen Wiig, like... End up together. End up together. And it's actually... It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's not bad. It's not awful. It... You know, it it cashed in on the money made by one mm-hmm. and moved the story forward and wasn't awful. It wasn't just no, a I retread. Mean, I don't know that any of these were terrible, but no. like, 
Despicable Me 1, I feel, is really actually pretty good. It's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid film. Despicable Me 2, I feel, is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they had... The Minion movie. The Minion movie, which is a prequel. Which is just the Minions. Just the Minions until the very And how the Minions found Gru. Yeah. And it turns out, like, they're just attracted to evil. Right. And power, and they want to be, like... Mm -hmm. And they're also, like, immortal. Yeah. Because they were, like, around, like, you know, doing the T-Rex's bidding. Yeah. Like, the same ones. Or they're just all interchangeable, and they only have so many forms. Like... Either way, either they're like, I don't know, but they are definitely creepy. Yeah. And we decided, they decided to make a whole movie because, again, they noticed, like, your Aunt Karen was making all of those, all of those, those memes. memes they're like, about minions. We can take some money off of this. Yeah, is it Friday yet? Yep. And so um, they did that and they made that movie, and that movie was entirely forgettable. Uh,. Yeah, they had, yeah, it was, it was entirely forgettable. It's just like the minions are attracted to evil and so they go from evil person to evil person to evil person. Right. Uh, as whatever. Yeah, and yeah, I like, I remember there was a plot about. It was like a British, like during the time of the Beatles, like was like most of the movie. Yeah, and was, somebody was, was trying like to take over early, the crown. Yeah, she was trying to steal the crown. It was an, just an was early weird. like '60s British. Like the fashion choices were great. Oh yeah, the soundtrack was great. <laughs> well, the thing is, like the soundtracks of the fashions have always been great in these movies. Like there's a certain like almost um, like retro '60s like vibe, vibe like mid-century modern, mm-hmm. but like kind of tweaked. But I, and I and I blame like the Incredibles slash James Bond. Like, right. for that kind of thing. Like, they're definitely channeling that... That, yeah, that vibe. That motif. And so... But it's it's fantastic. Um, and so, then... So now we're at this movie. We're at this movie. So, Gru and Lucy are married. Gru and Lucy are married. Happened in the credits of the, the Despicable Me 2. Right. They're, they have their little blended family. Yep. Um, Three adopted girls. Mm-hmm. And Lucy's... Like, and Gru is, like, a, a pretty decent dad. Like, he's yeah. he's doing his thing. I mean, he's not portrayed as, like, the, the Ulta dad. He's just kind of, you know, he's a dad. He's great. Right. He's, he makes mistakes, but, you know, that's yeah. okay. That's okay. We all do. Yeah. And it's... And Lucy's trying to find her role in the family as the new stepmom slash adopted mm-hmm. mom. Like... Right. Because she's not really, you know, it would be weird because she's not replacing anybody for sure. She's just trying to add herself into this family. Right. But in a good way, in a healthy way. And like a and, mm-hmm. and she's trying to feel her way through it and not force it. And like it's really, you know, good on her. Right. But we meet them like So there it starts, I think, with Lucy and Gru on a mission to, to stop a to stop a supervillain. Yeah. And the supervillain is Is Brat. Brat. Who used to be a child star. Right. He was a child star in the 80s. And in this show, he played a villain. But like a really like a likable asshole villain. Like the Ferris Bueller of villains. Where I mean, he's like technically a narcissist, but also like very charming. Yeah. like the As are all narcissists. We call those sociopaths. Yeah. <laughs> narcissists are very charming. Yeah, they are. But, um... They can be if they want you to, if mm-hmm. they need you to think, if they need to think that you like them, right. they can be very charming. Right. Which is Ferris Bueller to a T. Which that movie, like, as an adult is, Ooh, like, man, this rough. kid, he's, he's terrible. He's going to jail. Yeah. Ferris is going to end up in jail. He's a terrible person. He makes horrible decisions. He's probably just going to go that, into finance and be a douchey finance bro. Yeah. He's in the Wolf of Wall Street somewhere 100%. And that principal was right. He was. He was so right. He was, ah, you're vindicated, principal. Right, principal redheaded, I don't know your name. So, Brat is a child star. Yeah. He is a villain, but he's like kind of like a likable villain. And Mm -hmm. they're like, you know, he always like beats the bad guys using like crazy technology. And breakdance moves. And breakdance moves. Like he does dance fighting. It's yeah. part it's part of like his his 
milieu. Yeah. And um, there were like toys and action figures, and his phrase is, "I've been a bad boy." I've been a bad boy. So. Uh, but as he ages and like turns into like a awkward teenager, the show is not like as cute anymore. That's what they cancel it. <laughs> and so they cancel it, and he gets real mad. Yeah. And spirals. And, and becomes. And becomes the villain that he was playing. Yeah. And he figures out how to make all the weird, like, kitschy, very 80s themed weaponry. And talking robots. And talking robots. And all the stuff that was in his show real. Right. And they gloss over how all this happens. Like. Like. Well, in its defense, like. Technology is just a very loose concept. It's like magic in this universe. Like you can just do whatever you want, you whatever MacGuffin like, you need. Ray. Freeze rays and shrink rays and fart cannons and, and lipstick taser, boogie robots, cookie robots. Uh, like all that just appears. It just happens. Don't think too hard about it. It 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 just is. So he's able to get all this stuff together. Right. He found some kind of mad scientist exchange. And so we meet and, him uh, trying to break onto like this freighter to steal a jewel. Yeah, a diamond. A diamond. Now, this freighter is like your typical storage freighter, like those, you know, those big containers yeah, that are big, on. Yeah, like a big container ship. Big container ship. But in the middle of it, there's like this weird display with a giant diamond in it that like mm-hmm. he's got to steal and he does and then like right so he gets on and he has this like inflatable sticky gum right it's like part of his whatever yeah it's part he of shoots show. it out of his shoulder pads <laughs> and he <laughs> he shoots the gum out of his shoulder pads and it blows up really really big and it blows up so big that it can make the the ship float yeah, which I'm like, again, technology versus physics, like, I'm not sure that's how that works. Like, But, and also in there, he steals the diamond. Right, he steals the diamond, and he's trying to escape. Meanwhile, Gru and Lucy are trying to get onto the ship to stop him. Right. Which Gru does, but Lucy's not able, like, Lucy shoots rockets underneath Gru. To blow, push him up, and yeah. And explodes him onto the thing, so that's how he gets onto the ship. They have a fight, a dance, a dance fight, fight, which is set to Bad by Michael Jackson. That's his heist music. Oh, his heist music is bad. So at first he's he's driving with his little robot before he gets on the ship where the diamond is. And he's driving with his little robot and he's like, robot, heist music. And they put in like, take my breath away. I'm like. <laughs> and he's like, that's not heist music. I mean, it's and a good like, song. And they're like, oh, sorry. And they like flip the... They flip the disc over because it's a it's cassette. It's a cassette. It's not a disc. Yeah, they flip the cassette over, and it's uh, and it's bad. Bad. There's a lot of Michael Jackson. Oh, that's right, because the fight sequence is actually to starting something. Got to be started something. Yes. And that's what they do. I knew it was a Michael Jackson song. I mean, there's there's a lot of songs in this. There's movie. actually a lot of Michael Jackson songs, which I find weird, because I don't know. Like I didn't. Yeah. I, you don't. You, you don't encounter his music in movies a lot. I guess so. Maybe I don't know. But, but uh, I guess whoever's in charge of licensing that now has got a little bit easier. Maybe I don't. I never thought about it. But, but um, yeah. So they have a dance fight, and the, like there's like different. They're pulling out different weapons on each other, and like it's a whole whatever. Thing. And the diamond goes back and forth, and Gru ends up with the diamond, but gets knocked off the ship. He gets knocked off the ship, and they knock his clothes off with this giant keytar <laughs> that as you play. Like eighties ballads, like pushes you away and knocks yeah, all your clothes so it's a off. Guitar, and... So he opens with the riffs of like Van Halen's "Jump." That's the second time oh. they played the guitar. I think the first time is "Final Countdown." <laughs> okay, so fi- yeah, "Final Countdown"'s in there. Key- uh, there's another time that it was um, "Money for Nothing." Oh, "Money for Nothing." Yes, I think it's the final one. This but like anyway, but one. spoilers, it's gonna happen. But yeah. it's a good gag, yeah, because there's a lot of fantastic '80s riff intros yeah, so, that you can so hit on the guitar. Yeah, so much like synth, like it's a very synth heavy uh, so. thing. Yeah, so Gru gets the diamond, but he's like naked and covered in this gum, and Brat gets away. Yeah. So uh, they go back to whatever their the anti-villain league. The anti-villain league, and the guy who's in charge is uh, retiring. Yeah. And this other lady is coming on. And the guy's like, thanks so much for all your 
Like, it was a pleasure to serve with you. And she's like, oh my gosh, snooze fest. Like, we get it. You're old. You're leaving. Goodbye. And she, like, pushes him off the ship. Like. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, okay, first things first. Like, who's grew? And he's like, that's me. Like, you let Brett get away. And he's like, yeah, but I, I kept the diamond. She's like, no. Like, we're not here for failure. You're fired. Yep. And, uh, and Lucy's like, that's not fair. Like, Gru's a, a great, like, agent, and he's done all this work. And if you have to fire, if you're going to fire him, you're going to fire me too, and do you really want to do that? And then you see them, like, getting kicked out of the ship, and her, she has this box of, you yeah, know, like, papers, like... and the papers are flying away, and she's, like, parachuting off of the ship, and uh, Lucy's like, I guess she wanted to do that. <laughs> So um, they're now jobless. So they're now jobless. But I feel like they have a good fallback plan, which is go back to villainy. Right. Well, who, who knows? So uh, so they're jobless, and the Anti-Villain League sends the diamond to Paris or something. Yeah. Uh, they, Lucy and Gru go back to their house and their kids, who the minions just watch the kids. Right, when Lucy and Gru are gone. I assume it's so. It's only like minion care. Well, I would assume it would be like Dr. Nofario as well. But I don't he, think he's in this movie anymore. No, well, so he, he at the beginning of the movie they just window they lampshade that and they're like, yeah, he uh, locked himself in carbonite, and so like you just never hear from him for the movie, and that's fine. Right. So, so it's just it's just the minions. Just the minions. Who are t- who are taking care of these girls? It's horrible, horrible job right. rearing. Right. Like, who but, knows how old these minions are? No, they're clearly not responsible. No. Like, like, they have a death wish, it's, and... It's just chaos. Yeah. They're extremely attracted to evil, like... No, that's not what I look for in a babysitter. bring all these evil people home. No. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Lucy and Gru go home, and they tell their kids, like, hey, uh, we don't have jobs anymore, <laughs> and it'll be fine, don't worry about it. Uh, so that night, uh, Brat... Yeah. Sneaks into where they delivered the... The diamond. The diamond. And he has a mask on, and he pretends he's the police or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I'm here to inspect your diamond. And they're like, okay, cool. And so that he goes up to the diamond, and he, like, he's looking at it, and he licks it, and he's like, you've been had. And they're like, what? And he's like, by me! And then he like shoots all these poison darts or whatever, and all the people pass out. And he pulls his mask off, and it's the, and yeah. it's the brat guy, who, uh, we didn't talk about his look. He yeah. has like a flat top. And a mullet. And a job at Chick-fil-A. Exciting. <laughs> Artistic differences. Sorry. My apologies to Ben Folds. Um, no. But yeah, he does have a mustache and a mullet and a flat top and a bald spot. Right. It's a lot of look. And, and he's a in purple a jumpsuit. With a shoulder pad. With like shoulder pads. Huge pointy shoulder pads. Ooh, like huge. past the actual shoulder. Yeah. Very pointy. Yeah. Purple and shoulder pads. It's a lot of look. Yeah, really, really skinny pants. Yep. I feel like as... A product of the great state of West Virginia. Yes. I feel like I've seen that look in other individuals. Right. With the purple. Not necessarily, but I feel like if I was at enough weddings, that would happen eventually. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Like, I feel like I that... mean, the 80s were hard on a lot of us. Like, a lot of people looked that way. Yeah, they they did. But a lot of people are not holding on to it. Right. Right. And again, but this guy is very dedicated to his look. the great state of West Virginia. Very dedicated to There's his somebody look. out there right uh, now. So he steals the diamond. Yep. And um, Gru sees that in the paper the next morning. It's in the neighborhood section. <laughs> yeah. I picked up on that, too. A Neighbor, like, neighborhood section of the paper. And it was like, Brat steals diamond. I was like, why is that your neighborhood? That's like in... It's like, just... Yeah, that's like they live in a real, a real evil neighborhood. And um, Agnes, the littlest girl with really big eyes, is, like, having a yard sale, and she, like, sells her, like, beloved stuffed unicorn Yeah. to, like, a neighbor girl, because they're like, I'm just trying to help out. I thought it would be good. You know, like... Yep. Um, and meanwhile, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Messenger from, like, a very fancy man comes and is like, hey... Are you uh, Mr. Gru? And he's like, how do you know my name? <laughs> yes. And uh, he's like, your brother wants to come see you. Or wants you to see him. And he's like, what do, you, what do you mean brother? He's like, you have a brother. He's like, no, I don't. And he goes and talks to his mom. <laughs> she's like. And she's like, yeah, you had a brother. Like, we were uh, twins. Yeah, you were twins. And your father and I split up. And he took one and I took the other. And we vowed never to speak again. Like, it's like, But I thought you said my dad died of disappointment when I was born. 
Yeah. You know, and you're like, wow, that's... No, his up. mom's, like, fucking terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was like, obviously, I got second choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, first off, that seems like not the way to handle a divorce, oh. but okay, cool. I mean, it happens a lot. In, Does it? In Hollywood movies. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> Like in The Parent Trap and Sister, Sister. <laughs> I think as a sample size, that's not exactly... I mean, I feel like it happens... More there than anywhere else. Possibly. But anyway, so he figures out that he's going to go, like, visit his brother, who is apparently... Uh, like a wealthy pig farmer. Yeah. In some Eastern European country. Yeah, like it's maybe. mythical. Like, But it also has cliffs that go into the ocean. It's somewhere between, like, Romania and Greece, maybe. Right. Like, I'm not sure exactly. Like a mishmash of those two places. Like, I forget the name of the place, but it's obviously made up, and it's... Yeah, it's a made-up name. This is where someone from the podcast listening crew is going to be like, no, that place actually exists, and my Truly. family is from their ancestral home. It's right. like Meepos or something I'm, like that. No, Meepos is real. <laughs> Meepos is real? No. <laughs> There's a Greek island shaped like a pork chop? No. I mean, That's maybe there is. There's a lot of islands. but um, My family's from the Gristle portion? That's great. Um, but, but, anyway... But, um, so where, he goes over to see. So his, he goes over to see his brother. Bring the whole family. He brings the whole family. And his brother looks just like him, except he has hair. He has blonde hair. Yes, lots of blonde hair. And I think he's also voiced by Steve Carell. Yeah, I think Steve Carell I does so. both voices because they're very similar. Otherwise, very similar. otherwise it's just uh, maybe Steve has a brother. Who knows? Maybe it's like the Tom Hanks, Colin Hanks, <laughs> like. Well, Colin's yeah, yeah, so. Doesn't he have another brother? I think it's... Yeah, he has a brother. Colin's his son. Right. Tom Tom does have a brother that does... That does voice work. For, like, the Toy Story video games. Right. <laughs> he's like a third... Cutter. He's a third-rate Tom Hanks. Knockoff. But, um... Chinese Tom Hanks. Right. Uh, but anyway, so, like, he gets to know his brother and, like, finds out his dad was, like, some sort of... Super villain? Superhero villain? I, his brother seems to think his dad was a superhero, but, like, the evidence evidence kind of stacks up that... That he was, like, oh, a tote supervillain. He was probably a villain. Like, right. so, but, like, it's it's kind of that thing where, you know, your your dad can't do wrong. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like, who gets to write the story? Yeah, your dad tells you, yeah, I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing what I need to do, and I'm just helping keep order here on this island, and me coming fantastically wealthy while doing it like so he's got like really awesome cars and like secret layer houses uh, his house is like the sistine chapel but done in pigs yes so yeah because he's a pig farmer is what like it's kind of the cover story is but you're like he is not a pig farmer he's uh, very clean he wears all white yes <laughs> I've never known a pig farmer to wear all white. Right, it's a it's a real bold move ex- as a, as a extensive pig experience. I mean, I know pig some farmer. pig farmers. I mean, like maybe two. I think yeah. I've known two in my life, but like they don't yeah. wear all right. So like, I mean, out of my small sample size. But meanwhile, like while he's meeting his brother, like the rest of the crew is getting to know the island, and they're exploring things. Right. And... So Lucy and the girls. Yeah. Go off on their own, and uh, they go to. Whatever. It's like a festival. Town. Yeah, there's a festival. And there's this, like, dance where the boys all hold out a piece of cheese. And the girls come and take a piece of cheese from boy. And uh, Lucy's like, oh, that's so cute. Look, there's that poor boy. He doesn't have anybody to take his cheese. Like, Marco, go, like, take a piece of cheese. And Marco's like, I don't really want to. I, like, we don't really understand this culture. Like, maybe we shouldn't be imposing. And she's like, nonsense. Get out there <laughs> go, and do it. Get out there and do it. I mean, like, the other two girls are, like, eating all the candy in this place, and, like... Right, so, like, Marco goes out and eats a piece of cheese, and I'm like, it's so cute! Uh, meanwhile, Agnes and, uh, Edith... Yeah. ...go into a literal bar. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, With pigs. There are pigs in the bar. There are pigs, and there are pigs all over this place. They're, like, yeah. well-revered. But, yeah, they go into a bar, and the bar... And there's a unicorn horn, mm-hmm. like, up on the bar, and, uh... Agnes is Agnes like, we're going to figure like, this out. Yeah, like, where did you see this unicorn? And he's like, oh, it's in the woods, you know, whatever, whatever. And uh, everyone's like, don't listen to him, he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I believe it. Sounds great. Um, so she's got to find the unicorn. So, yeah. 
He's like, oh, if you go to this woods at this time, whatever, like you'll see a unicorn. Maybe. If like conditions are perfect. And uh, Conditions are perfect. She's like, sounds like a plan. So she's like, yes, I'm going to go like find a unicorn. This is going to be amazing. Uh, meanwhile, the brothers, mm-hmm. the blonde brother has like all these like super cool like jets and like fast fast cars and Boats all this stuff and, yeah. and he they take the super fast whatever jet out and the the brother like goes to i don't know like a, like a like an ice cream truck and he like breaks into the ice cream truck and steals two lollipops and is like here and grew is like this is a lot of work for two lollipops and then the cops come they're like quick we gotta run away and grew is like oh this i can do <laughs> and he like jumped in the driver's seat and did all this cool like whatever running away from the cops and they ended up like you know on their own little island yeah. and the one brother's like wasn't that fun and crew was like yeah it was pretty fun and they're like you were great at it he's like i am pretty good at it and it's like so what do you want to steal <laughs> yeah like his brother instant instantly, hard turn instantly hard turn into like and so crew's like wait what like, yeah, and so Gru's like, um, we could steal the biggest diamond in the world, like, ooh. which the one brother's like, oh, that sounds great. And he was like, we can steal it from, uh, like, in Gru's mind, Gru was thinking, okay, I can steal it from, from the brat guy, I can take down the brat guy, I can bring it back to the yeah, Legion, yeah. Yeah. and then I can get my jobs back. Like, right. we That's can get our jobs back. That's his plan. But he didn't tell his brother the whole plan. He was just like, steal the biggest diamond in the world. Right. And uh, the brother's like, that sounds great. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's, not, let's do it. And, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, we find out that um, the oldest girl. Margot. When she ate the cheese. Yeah, it was, she was somehow engaged to this little boy. And they're like, oh, she's 12. <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope. Hard pass. I mean, I. If it's an arranged marriage and you're like, we will check back when she is 18. Yeah, like maybe. But still. But still just like flee the country maybe. <laughs> That's a good plan. But no. Nah, and so like there's that whole thing and Lucy's trying to figure out and like Edith and Agnes are out. Hunt, unicorn hunting. Unicorn hunting in the woods. And they like find this really cool spot and like Edith is treating it like it's like some sort of like survival horror like. Yes. Blair Witch Project. Right. She's like recording the whole thing. And Agnes is just full of wonder and innocence and I'm like, like can't candy. wait to see a unicorn. Yeah. And they see a goat. It's a yeah. white goat and it only has one horn. And Edith's like, it's uh and Agnes is like, it's a unicorn. And Edith's like, well, I'm not going to burst her bubble. Like, whatever. Like. So she takes it uh, back home to the... Whatever, mm-hmm. everyone was like, wow, Edith, that's great. Where did you find it? That's amazing. I do have to say, like, these kids remind me of my kids. Because, like, our oldest is the kind of, like, even though it's not, he's mm-hmm. not a girl. Like, he's analytical and bookish. Like, he, like, he's kind of feeling his way, but not really sure of himself. And, like, mm-hmm. there's that. And then, like, the middle one is, like, totally cynical and, like, grumpy. Yeah, like, and, like, kind of into darkness and, like... But also, like, somehow, like, a good person in yeah. the middle of all that. Like, not just... Oh, yeah. Like, just evil, but, like, really, actually, a kind and creative and, and fun person. And then, like, the youngest is just full of wide-eyed wonder and innocence and, like, kind of too pure for the world. And you're like, oh, that's going to be a problem later, but, like, I really like it now. Mm-hmm. And so, it's just fantastic. Yeah. But, anyway. Um, so... Grew and his brother Drew, who mm-hmm. I don't think we said his name yet, but yeah, his name Drew. yeah, poor poor Grew. He has the worst hair and the worst name. So he and Drew are planning the heist of the diamond, right? And so uh, Grew was like a formerly professional, uh, like spy slash villain. So like he knows what he's doing, and the other brother like hadn't really gotten into villainy. He dabbled. He dabbled, but, like, not really. And so, um, Guru was like, you're going to wait, and you're going to be the getaway driver. And he's like, what? I can't be the getaway driver. I need to be in the action. He's like, no, the getaway driver is the most important part of any uh, crime. You're, like, in your... You have all this adrenaline, and you have to not touch any buttons. It's so hard. It's the hardest job. <laughs> Which I feel like is, you know, shades of last week's review of Peter Rabbit, where, like, the sociopath <laughs> Peter Rabbit is like, you guys are the lookouts. 
because I don't trust you to do anything good. Right. Right. Yep. So that's yep. kind of the same thing here. Right. And so uh, it's like a fortress and it has it's a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. And in the center of the Rubik's Cube mm-hmm. is the diamond. Right. And then the Rubik's Cube is on top of a mountain. With anti-aircraft missiles. With anti-aircraft and missiles. Spikes. And then like deadly spikes at the bottom. So yeah, good luck. Right. So uh, Gru has these like super crazy suits mm-hmm. made. Or he had them, like he brought them on this trip to see. He purposely brought two suits. One black, one one white. One black, one white that were like tactile and they have like all these different crazy abilities and they can like, Mm -hmm. like they can stick to the wall or they can like go into uh, like invisible mode. They can do all this stuff. It's like, at I don't know where they got these suits. <laughs> yeah, it's not clear. It's, on, it's never, maybe, maybe Drew's, never addressed. Drew's dad had them. Ooh, maybe. Maybe it's in Drew's stash of, like, stuff. Stuff his dad left him or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's Who not knows? clear. Oh, but, also, all the minions leave Gru because he's not evil enough. Yeah. So, like, when, when Gru's like, hey, I don't have a job, and then they're like, perfect, let's go back to villainy. And he's like, no, I can't go back to villainy. Like, I'm a family man. Like, yeah. It's not, it's not my bag anymore. And they're like, Fine. We'll just go off on our own. So the um, the B plot is the minions go off and they're like, I don't know, grumbling and walking. And there's a guy with a bunch of pizza and he's going into a, um, a TV studio mm. and they follow him because they're like, pizza! And it's like thousands of them. <laughs> and they follow him to this like singing competition thing Yeah. where... They perform a version of the modern major general. Yeah, but in whatever nonsense uh, they're talking, yes. Yeah. And they get a standing ovation and then they get arrested. Yeah. And then they're in jail. And then they're in jail, like running the jail. They're doing the thing where they're stepping on the side and snapping. Like it's very West Side Story. Did yeah. you see that part? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I think that might also be a musical montage. <laughs> like, no, it's so weird. It's so but then weird. they like end up breaking out. And then out. they break out of jail because they decide they need to go back to Gru. Yep, because he's stealing stuff again, so he's being evil, so they're in. Right, or they just missed him. Maybe a bit of both. I don't understand. Like, I think maybe like they missed him. Well, I mean, first of all, they don't speak English, so it's really hard to understand their inner lives. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they kind of miss him, but then they're like, he's stealing stuff. Good enough excuse. Let's go get him. Right. Like, so there's that. <sighs> that's the B-plot. Uh, so they go to steal the diamond, Gru yeah. and his brother. And it's like, Gru's a lot better at this than his brother. His brother, sure. his brother, like, ends up coming, of course, coming along. Like, I thought you said to stay in the car. It's like, I can't stay in the car. It's like, all, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Gru and his brother go in and they get to uh, where the diamond is. And it's actually like the guy's bedroom. Yeah. And he's like sleeping with the diamond. And mm. he has a he has a mask, a eye mask on so he can't like see, see or whatever. And they try to steal a diamond from him. But uh, they, they can't. Yeah. Yeah? I don't know how that worked out. I think they, they end up stealing the diamond from him. I think. No, because he gets it back somehow. Like, yeah. I'm a little get, worried. Okay, I, I do know this. Okay, so he gets the diamond, and his brother is like, that was amazing. Um, and then Lucy saves them. Mm-hmm. Because they're, like, going to die. Like, they have the diamond, but they're not going to make it. And Lucy saves them. And he was like, hi, boys. And uh, like, thanks for saving us. And uh, she was like, so what's your plan here? And he's like, we just stole this diamond. And uh, and then Gru's like, and then we're going to give it back and get our jobs back. And she was like, that sounds great. Now, if you ever go behind my back again, I will kill you. Like, Which, like, <laughs> honestly, good for her. Right, right. Um, so she's like, sounds great. Here's what we're going to do. Like, Let's take it back to the AVL. Let's take it back to the AVL. Let's do this. And so uh, Lucy gets on a plane with the girls and the diamond. Yeah. And just leaves. Because she pulls off her face mask and guess what? Lucy is brat! Yeah. Dun, like, dun, 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 dun. And the real Lucy is like in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Like literally, not just like metaphor. Right, anyway, right. But, and then um, Gru and Drew have to make up because they had a little fight. Because Drew was like, what the hell? Like, you told me we were just going to steal this diamond. Like, you didn't 
you lied to me. And he's like, yeah, like, you're kind of dumb. <laughs> you're not good at this villainy thing. You're not thing. good at this villainy thing. And, like, yeah. I, you know, you, yeah, whatever. And so, um, but then when uh, Bratz stole the girls, he had to be like, look, I'm sorry, but I need your help. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the brothers and the real Lucy team up to uh, go find him. And his whole plan is, like, scene for scene There's to reenact episode, yeah. an episode. Of the child brat thing. Of the child brat thing. So he, in the in real, uh, in real life now, he's making a giant robot of himself. Right. That has a headband. Right. And in the headband is the diamond. And the diamond is used to focus a laser. Freaking lasers. Right. So his plan is to put a bunch of his explodey bubble gum... Yeah. On the on the city makes balloons. Cut out with his laser a circle around the city and float it up to the space. Yeah, that's his plan. Whole plan to spite Hollywood. Yeah, and make We're them canceling. Pay. Yeah, make them pay for this show that they canceled thirty years ago. Where literally like none of those people are still working in Hollywood. <laughs> none. So. But you know. And so he's got the and the robot like I don't. Like he's got the girls, in right? His he chest. has the girls in the chest of the robot, like and a gel cell, right? And they're That's like, weird. "Hey, let us out!" And he's like, "No problem!" And then he drops them off, like on the edge of a building. Yeah. And he was like, "Enjoy the show." Um, yeah. So, grew and Drew and, and Lucy. Lucy. Lucy was like, "I'll get the girls. You guys take care of Brett." And so Lucy, like, I don't know, just literally just jumps off of this uh, plane. She doesn't have any, like, stuff. She's just, like, jumping from bubble to bubble to bubble to get to the girls. Yeah, because, by the way, Lucy, easily the most competent person in this film. Oh, yeah. She is great at her job. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so Lucy, Lucy's running to rescue the girls. Um, and Drew and Gru uh, take down Brett, but they do it differently. Like, Drew goes inside the robot... And Gru is like trying fire and well they shoot him with missiles first, but that doesn't really work. Right. And then Drew's Gru's like trying to get his attention and fight him head on. Mm-hmm. And somehow Drew they goes end inside. up like split. Yeah. Drew goes inside the robot and um Ends up blowing it up. Right, ends up blowing it up. But meanwhile, like Gru is having a dance fight. Yeah, right with after the robot Brad. gets knocked out. Yes. They have a dance fight. And it's that's like two where, words. Dance fight. And so they have the dance fight, and it goes back and forth for a little bit. And Gru is actually, like, really dancing. Mm-hmm. And then the guitar comes out, and they're, like, doing starters, starts of 80s riffs. And that's where Gru ends up with the guitar in his hands at the right. end. And, and that's when money he for plays money for nothing. Which is the... Which defeats Brett. I also have to admit, and he like... Ends up Naked and in a bubble floating off into bubblegum space. I have to also admit, um, more of these songs, like, I recognize, like, 80s songs more from their Weird Al version than the uh, actual... Truth. Truth. I was like, oh, this is fat. And, oh, also and bad. Then, oh, also bad. And then this, and then this, this is, is the that Beverly Hillbilly, Hillbilly song. song. Oh, wait, also Money for Nothing. Right. And, yeah, but still. Yes, uh, I have re-listened... To more of the Weird Al versions of those songs than I have to the original versions of those songs. But anyway, so he floats off. Gru has the diamond. The girls are rescued by Lucy. Right, everything's fine. They go back. They, I guess, they get the diamond back to the AVL somehow. Yeah, and they get their jobs back. They get their jobs back. And so then, um, Gru's brother Drew is like with them and all the minions at the house. At the house, and um. She's and Lucy's like, come on, big day tomorrow. Everyone goes back to work. Like, yep, don't stay up too late. And uh, and Drew and Gru have like a nice little moment of like, like love you, love you too, whatever. And uh, then Drew gets all the minions and is like, let's go. And he like steals, steals one of Gru's old planes. Yeah, steals a plane. And Gru's like, what are you doing? And Drew's like, somebody has to carry out the family tradition. <laughs> and uh, Lucy is like, let me at him. And 
She was uh, like, he's family. Yeah, Gru's like, he's my brother. We have to and, give him at least a five minute head start. Right. And so that's how it ends. Of and like, scene. And like the end credits are like, so Drew is all in white. White. And Gru is all in black. And like, do you remember the old like Spy versus Spy comics? Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Like, it's in that style, the two of them like doing hijinks and trying to catch each other and foil each other. And it's actually rather entertaining. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously setting up for the potential of the inevitable oh. Despicable Me 4 Despicable and or Minion Movie 2, whatever right. we're going to do Okay, so none of these girls has have aged. Like No. Everyone is still the same age as they were in Despicable Me 2. Yep. Or Despicable Me, Me 1. 1, even though, like, they, like... It's potentially a year or two has passed? I don't know. Right. There should at least be a year. I would say so. Uh, between when... They meet and get married. I think they're at the very, like, credits. There's, like, at the credits of this book will meet two. Yeah. There's a, like, one year later or whatever. Yeah, so, like, they should be aging, but they're not. But they're not. Everyone's the same age. These are to just reuse the same models, I guess, for CGing. Right. And, um... Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, all this is happening. They've had their very dramatic uh, year couple two, of days. I guess, yeah, but <laughs> apparently. So... Mm-hmm. Whatever. I think Agnes was almost married twice now. Cause Margo? Margo, yeah, because there was the kid from Despicable Me 2. Anyway, I don't think they, all, I think they were dating. They were I dating, don't think they maybe. got married or but whatever. Still, it's been a traumatic time for her. Right. So, that's Despicable Me 3 more or less. Yeah, I mean, and it was okay. It is entirely alright. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But, I don't know. It's just fine. I, I understand that it prints money, so... Yeah, yeah. And Pharrell is still doing all of the original music for these movies. I mean, a little bit, but yeah. It's crazy. So good for him. And, uh, you know, Steve Carell, keep mm-hmm. doing what you're doing, man. You're He's real good. good at doing a grumpy voice. Yes, so that's cool, but... That was great. Yeah, a, grump, a grumpy, ethnically nebulous... Like... Somewhere Eastern European, maybe? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Know. So what do we learn from this movie? The 80s never die. The 80s never die. That is truth. And, the, and it is, like, you're going to have a really a really tight theme yeah. of supervillainy if you choose the 80s. Well, like, all the villains kind of have a tight theme, like, in Despicable Me 2, but, mm-hmm. like, this one really, like, I feel like they held one back that was, like, this is a great villain. This is a great villain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in my pocket so, for later. Um, what else? Uh, family is what you make it? Family is what you make it. So that's a thing. So yeah, for Lucy being the mom. Like, there is a moment at the end where, like, one of the girls says, Good night, mom. And she just, like, like she holds it together. She closes the door. And then she's out in the hallway. And she's like, I'm a mom. And, like, freaks out. And is, like, super excited. And it was, like, so wholesome and great. Yeah, it was very cute. It was super cute. And I was like, I get it. Like, She's, that's something she's been working for, but, like, not wanting to force. Yeah, like, not pushing. And so to have that finally kind of be acknowledged and work out, like, that was great. That was good. Uh, what else we learn? Um, Did we learn? Oh, uh, twin brothers that show up, like, randomly when <laughs> you're 40 are always evil. Yeah. Always. I mean, unless you are the evil one, in which case they might be the good one, but, right, like... Right, right. But yeah, discovering potential. That you, have, you know who you are. Discovering that you have opposite. a secret twin never never ends well. Never ends well. Uh, never make that principled stand to your boss unless you're willing to end up fired. True. Like, True. That's, that's rough. Because you know what? In general, they don't give a shit. Like you're replaceable. <laughs> you are replaceable. <laughs> so you know when you're. That's yeah. fine if you don't mind being replaced. So, well, we'll get there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's relatively, you know, vanilla pudding as far as movies go. Yeah, it was okay. It had a decent soundtrack. It does have a decent soundtrack. I was here for a soundtrack. Well, it's like Pharrell in 80s music, which I think, like, that could sustain you for a long time. Yeah, those are are all good choices. So, that's fantastic. And a lot of Michael Jackson. Yeah, I wish dance fighting was more of a thing. I do too. Like, I was here for the dance fighting. Like, I'm not a good dancer, so I'd not be good as that. I'm not a good dancer or a good fighter, but. But I'm a lover. Like, that's right. I think dance fighting seems like that would be such a great sport. Yeah. I'm here for it. We should, we should. Like, instead of like boxing or wrestling, 
Olympic Committee 20, yeah, like, let's stop with, like, yeah, no more, no more boxing. Boxing is not an Olympic sport. Dance Dance fighting. fighting. Dance fighting is an Olympic sport. (laughs) And you could have, like, not only did you win the fight, but, like, you could have, like, judges on the side. You had the best dance moves, yeah. Yeah, like that. It'd be, like, a weird, like, like, combo score. Yeah. Where, like, sometimes you could win the dance and not the fight, and sometimes you could win the fight and not the dance. Yeah. Portion, and, like, it would be weighted. Mm Mm-hmm. And weight classes, like a heavyweight. Yes. Like, I want to see, like, the ultra heavyweight. Ultra heavyweight dance fighting. fighting. Like, that would be fantastic. That would be. I want, I'm, like, I mean, it, it would take a lot of prowess. So, if I say the be... word Butterbean, do you know who that is? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so do you know, do you remember King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? No. Oh, my gosh. How am I going to get there? Um... <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Okay, so the Kingpin from uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Like, try to slide that down the scale a little bit to where to like you get something, like, actually humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And that's a like guy named... Like The Rock? No. I mean, like, Butterbean is, like, he basically has a bald head that goes straight into his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He's a boxer. He's a legitimate actual guy. He right. fought t- Mike Tyson when he, in his first, like, kind of big comeback fight after he bit of Andrew Holyfield. It's a whole thing. Okay. Um, but like that guy, I want to see him dance fight. Right? Dance fighting. For those of my listeners out there, you know who I'm talking about. That would be fantastic and you can't deny it. So uh, I'm just like, I'm here for dance fighting. Like I feel like there should be this more should dance be fighting. I'll I'll show you Butterbean later and we'll eh, like, yeah, I want to see that guy it'll later. be fine. So anyway. Anything else? I don't think so. So alright. Well <laughs> All the thought of Butterbean dance fighting, I think it's time to go. You're welcome, Internet. You're welcome. So, um, police apparently responsible. Please parent responsibly. Yeah, that, what she said. Yeah. So, uh, do that, and uh, good night. Good night. <laughs>